Welcome to the Commission Podcast. We've come to the last of our big top talks, and today we're hearing again from Commission CEO Richard Koken. Richard was speaking at our Friday celebration and launching Revive as he preached from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 22 to 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. The apostles' preaching and ministry were dominated by one theme, Christ crucified. Putting those two words together seemed absurd. Christ means God's promised king, expected to arrive with irresistible power and glory. But crucified means suffering the Roman punishment of crucifixion the most hideously cruel and obscenely humiliating death imaginable. Indeed, Paul says preaching Christ crucified was a stumbling block, really offensive to those from his Jewish background. They admired power and influence, the way we admire wealth and celebrity. They loved spectacular temple religion, the way we love spectacular royal weddings. They longed for a powerful warrior to liberate them from Roman occupation the way we long for a heroic prime minister to liberate us from political chaos. The idea that we're so bad we need God's saviour to suffer in agony, weakness and degradation for us was as horrifying then as it is in London today. And Christ crucified was foolishness, madness to Gentiles. They respected learning and wisdom the way we respect scientists and authors. They liked their religious leaders to be entertaining orators and scholars. They wanted them to write witty platitudes that never challenge our sin, like the Dalai Lama. They found it as difficult to respect a tradesman from Galilee who said offensive things about hell as we do in London today. Paul will explain that God had deliberately chosen the cross as his means of salvation to contradict and to shame our worldly notions of power and wisdom. This offensive and ridiculous message of Christ crucified, says Paul, is actually the power of God and wisdom of God for salvation. His effective and sensible way to save sinners without compromising his holiness. And so throughout the Bible, we find that X marks the spot. And Christ crucified is central. The purpose of creation and the fulcrum of history. The climax of the Bible and the heart of our faith. The highest revelation of God's glory and the deepest joy of our eternity. The tree of life in the Garden of Eden pointed forward to it and the tree of life and the garden of heaven points back to it. It is the cross that will forever stir the crowds of heaven to erupt in worship of our lamb that was slain. The Bible says that Christ glorified his father in his death in three main ways. First, by completing an exemplary Christian life of obedience to God and selfless love, even unto death on a cross qualifying us for heaven, 
and showing us how to live in sacrificial holiness, not in pointless self-denial, but for the salvation of the lost. Second, by disarming Satan's claims upon us under God's law. You see, by accepting our hell, he's ensured our resurrection from death and removed our fear of dying. And so we can live in joyful confidence, unafraid of Satan's discouraging lies and divisive slander, full of the hope of heaven. But thirdly and supremely, by satisfying God's wrath to save his chosen people from all nations into a new humanity, being gathered through the gospel into his heavenly church to be his purified bride. And this supreme achievement of satisfying God's wrath is developed right across the Bible in three crimson threads, which we're delighted to have Kevin and Yannick with us this weekend to explore. Firstly then, tomorrow morning, the first session tomorrow morning, redemption. Redemption from our slavery to sin, Satan, and judgment by the payment of a ransom in blood on the cross for the joy of freedom from the guilt and power of sin, to serve God as his purified people, eager to do what is good. As explained by the the Passover sacrifice of Exodus 12 in the Old Testament. That's redemption. And then in the second session tomorrow morning, cleansing. Cleansing from the corruption of our sin by the propitiation, the diverting of God's holy wrath by the blood of Jesus, for the joy of access to the presence of God in prayer now and one day in heaven, so that we may enjoy the jaw-dropping glory of God forever in heaven. And again, that's explained by the Day of Atonement sacrifice in Leviticus 16. Redemption, cleansing, and then thirdly, the last session on Sunday afternoon, justification. That is justification from guilt under God's law by the righteousness of Jesus' perfect Christian life counted to us for the joy of being qualified for heaven, to live with the Father as his beloved children and with Jesus as his beloved bride, as that is explained by the suffering servant sacrifice in Isaiah 53. Redemption, cleansing, justification the three big themes throughout the Bible through which God has been satisfied for our sins. In all these aspects of satisfying God's holiness, there's a glorious exchange, a very simple swap. God the Son shrank himself down to become one of us so he could swap places with us. So he was treated as if he was us on the cross and punished for our sin. So that we can be treated as if we were Jesus accepted as children of God. So wonderful, simple swap that occurred on the cross. Let me illustrate with my favorite story of Bill Deacon. If you haven't heard this story, you need to hear it. Bill Deacon, who is the winchman of an air-sea rescue helicopter operating out of Bristow in the Shetland Islands, northeast of the Scottish mainland. In 1997, the Green Lily cargo vessel was grounded on rocks and breaking up in mountainous waves. You can imagine the scene, huge waves, massive storm, the lifeboats could no longer get to the stricken vessel to save the crew who were trapped on board. And Bill Deacon realized the only hope of saving the men was to descend himself from the helicopter hovering overhead 
onto the ship. And in the midst of cyclonic conditions on the deck, he attached each of the 10 crew to his own winch. And in his place, each one was raised up to safety in the helicopter. He took the place of those men on the boat so that each one could take his place in the safety of the helicopter. But as the last man was rescued, Bill Deacon himself was swept off the ship by a massive wave and his body was washed up on shore three days later. He was posthumously awarded the George Cross for his courage. And in the same way, Christ came down from heaven to swap places with us to rescue us. Christ became one of us, an ordinary man walking around Palestine so that he could die for ordinary people like you and me on that cross. So he was treated as if he were us, suffering the pain and shame and hell that we truly deserve on that cross so that we can be treated as if we're him. Acceptable in heaven as God's holy children. It's, it's so glorious. Why would God do such a crazy thing? Because despite everything, he loves us with a crazy love. He loves you and he loves me. For God to allow such a sacrifice is grace. For God to provide such a sacrifice is amazing grace. For God to become that sacrifice is grace beyond our wildest dreams. And so, like the Apostle Paul, in all the churches of our commission, we are all about Christ crucified. It's such a wonderful theme for our weekend because we're all in the right place at the foot of the cross. In our celebration tomorrow evening, we'll reflect upon how Christ crucified reveals God to us. In a commission session on Sunday morning, we'll hear how Christ crucified motivates us to take up our cross in self-sacrificial mission. And in our all-age celebration on Sunday, we'll hear how Christ crucified calls us to lift our eyes to him in faith. Because the cross is not just important to us, it is central to the gospel that unites us. And as Christians seeking to love the people of London in every way that we can, that the Bible tells us to, fighting injustice, prejudice, and ecological irresponsibility, seeking relief for victims of knife crime, poverty, and trafficking, contending for freedom of speech, protection of the unborn, and the reformation of denominations, and much more besides. Nevertheless, we know that the most precious gift, the most loving thing we can do for London is to proclaim the gospel of Christ crucified because it is the power of God to save sinners from the horrors of hell for the happiness of heaven forever. And that's why Revive 2019 is dedicated to the power of the cross. So let's bow our heads and pray together. Almighty God, how we thank you for your love that has sent Jesus to the cross for us. We thank you that there on the cross he has triumphed in achieving our redemption our cleansing, and our justification. And Lord, whether we're very new to these things and find them strange or have rejoiced in them for many decades, we pray that this weekend, every single one of us, young and old, from wherever we come from, 
that we would understand these things more clearly and that our hearts would be set on fire with praise for the Lord Jesus Christ and for all that you've done for us in him, that we would love him and give our lives in the service of this great message of Christ crucified, which is the power of God for salvation. And we ask these things in his name and for his glory. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Core Mission Podcast. Check out the film we made for the Star to Revive, based on 1 Corinthians 1. Go to comission.org slash links and click on Revive Launch Film, and then share it. It's a message worth sharing. From next week, we'll start playing the seminars, starting with Richard Perkins and Andy Harker on church planting.